0: Welcome this morning from Yuma, Arizona. And I once again get to share with my sisters and brothers at Trinity Grove City. Praise God. Our our Gospel lesson today comes from the book of John. As we join John in this morning's reading, we find Jesus in Jerusalem on the Sabbath day near a pool called Bethesda. Now the pool is notorious for healings that took place for the first person who entered the water each morning. It was here that Jesus, on a Sabbath morning, chose to miraculously heal an invalid, thus creating work for both himself, Jesus, and for the healed one. Shame on him on on Sabbath morning. Didn't he know he was breaking God's law? Let us see what our scripture tells us. I'm reading from John, the fifth chapter, the 16th through the 23rd verses. Translated in the New International Bible, the same Bible, as a matter of fact, that I used when I was with you as your pastor. So let us begin. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Hmm. Well, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truth, truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes. And he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raised the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but he entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father, who sent him the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.
1: Right after Ben was born, our neighbor Bob gave me a card. And in that card was a poem. It went like this. A careful man I must be, for a little fellow follows me. I dare not ever go astray, for fear he'll go, self same way. And those words have resonated within my spirit ever since the day that I got that card and the older that Ben gets, I got that card nearly six years ago now, the older Ben gets the more true I discover the sentiment of that poem to be. A careful man I must be for a little fellow follows me and I dare not ever go astray for fear he'll go the selfsame way. What we learn as parents is that our kids watch absolutely everything that we do. Everything! When we have an explosive temper, just watch in a couple days your kid will have an outburst that looks an awful lot like you. If you ever, by some terrible slip of the tongue, say a word that you shouldn't. Invariably, that will be the word that your kid remembers and says within the next day. They're always watching, always learning, always imitating what we do. And this is the image that Jesus uses here in John chapter five. He says, the son does nothing of his own volition But he sees the Father and does what the Father is doing. But what we discover is that Jesus gives us a perfect image of the Father. If you've ever asked the question, What is God like? the answer is Jesus. Jesus is this perfect mirror reflection of the Father incarnate on earth so when jesus does something in the gospels it is right in line with god's eternal character we don't see jesus in any part of his human life as as a as a divergence from what god is really like no what god is really like is what Jesus reveals to us in the Gospels, and in today's text, Jesus heals a man on the Sabbath. the The Sabbath, this this seventh day, evening and morning, at the end of creation, God rests, and God's people are to rest as well. And during this period where Jesus is supposed to be resting, instead, he heals this man. And we have to ask the question, why? Is, is Sabbath not actually part of God's eternal character? Is Jesus going outside of what is true of God in doing this? Or is something else going on? Is it revealing something else about God's eternal character when Jesus says that the Father is always at work? And I do my Father's work. Jesus has healed on the Sabbath, and the religious leaders are livid. How dare he? Doesn't he know that on the Sabbath, God has commanded that all of us are to rest? These are the words that Jesus uses to justify healing on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, My Father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. And the religious leaders heard this and wanted to kill him. Because not only had Jesus broken the Sabbath, he had made himself one with God. Because only God works on the Sabbath. This is one of the distinctions between What is God and what is human? Humans must rest. It is only God who works on the Sabbath. But Jesus works on the Sabbath. He heals this man. Changes his life. Reveals the truth that he is the Son of God. He goes on to say, Just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. For whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. This is a pivotal moment in the gospel. Jesus reveals not only who he is, but what his mission is. To raise the dead to life. Of course he's going to heal this man on the Sabbath. That is right in line with the character of God who sent him into the world to raise the dead to life. So the question that as we're reading this we may find ourselves asking is what value does Sabbath have in the life of a Christian? If if it's something that Jesus didn't do is it something that we shouldn't do either? Is it something that, that he refrained from simply because he was God and didn't have to but other humans still should? And this Passage doesn't clearly spell out what the right answer is. But my sense is that the justification that Jesus gives for working on the Sabbath surely rings true for all of us as adopted children of God as well. Now, not all work is justified during periods of intentional rest. But if it's the work that God has called us into, if it's an opportunity to share our faith or to show kindness and mercy and grace, yeah, it's perfectly within the realm of what God calls us to, to take a break from that time of Sabbath rest to do the work that God has given us. Jesus goes on to say here in John chapter 5, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear it will live. Jesus is making everything new. He's transforming that which is broken and making it whole. He's taking that which is dead and giving it life. You know, one of the one of the fundamental shifts in my mind is when I realized that Jesus isn't so much interested in making bad people good. But Jesus wants to take dead people and make them live. It's it's not badness that separates us from God. It's deadness. It's the reality that we are slaves to sin and death outside of the life-giving work of Jesus. So Jesus offers us This new life, a life of freedom, a life of life, rather than a life of death. And says that all who hear the voice of the Son will live. Whoever honors the Son honors the Father. The the way that we experience the life that God has for us is being connected to Jesus. It's hearing his voice, learning to listen for it, learning to trust when we hear it. So we're going to leave this place. We're going to go back to the daily grind, which looks different now than it has at any other point in our adult lives. And my hope is that we can hear the voice of Jesus, that we won't miss those opportunities to bless those who God has brought alongside our path, that we won't miss the opportunities to share the faith that he's given us, to share the hope that we have for the future, for the kingdom for eternal life that that begins now in a loving relationship with the God of the universe. So now may our Lord Jesus Christ go near you to defend you, go before you to guide you, go above you to bless you, go behind you to forgive you, and live within you so you may love one another. He lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and even forevermore. Amen.